Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. I am your host, Mackenzie Tippett. How are you today? Have you had some water? If not, like right now, go get some. I will wait. I will wait. I'm happy doing it. Okay, now that we all have our water, let's all take a sip. Okay, now, don't you feel better? Okay, self-care, my friends. It does wonders. First and foremost, if you are a listener from America and you are not registered to vote, do it as soon as you finish listening to this podcast. No, in fact... I'll be nice. You can pause this podcast and go register. To register, you can go to www.vote.org. There is a list of different options on registering, checking your registration, the deadlines, uh, when voting is, etc. That is www.vote.org, www.vote.org. And furthermore, that website is not associated with any sort of party. It's associated with a nonprofit. And if that is something that you worry about, worry no more. It's it's just there for your benefit of registering to vote and getting you to the polls. But anyways, please go register to vote and then please educate yourself on the different candidates. One thing that people often gloss over with the election is the importance of each branch, um, the legislative branch being one of the most important. They're all important, but the legislative branch makes the laws that impact social change. The president cannot make a law. They can only sign off on one, and even then, Congress can override that signature. With all of that being said, please go out and register to vote. Educate yourself on the different candidates for each branch of government. Educate yourself on the state and local government candidates as well. Lastly, show up to the polls. Thank you so much. You guys, I don't know if you can tell by the audio, but I I got... I got a I got a real microphone. I decided to purchase the Blue Yeti microphone and I am so proud that I did it. I am so excited. I am so excited. I would scream but rip to headphone users if I did that. I I don't even I don't even have the words. But like okay, here's the best that I can explain it. So growing up, I was involved in a lot of music and theater and just performing in general. And I was also born with a hearing disability. So the um, the importance of having good audio, like, is like, no, like, technical pun intended, but it's music to my ears. I am so excited. And it's something that I've been looking at for a while. And I've been researching a lot on, like, which microphone would be best. And ultimately, it came down to the Blue Yeti. And the Blue Yeti was the only one that I was really had my eye on. I've had my eye on it for, like, over a year now. And it is because it is so versatile. And I'm not like this isn't an ad. Like I'm literally so invested in in like like in this product and I love it so 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 much. And okay, like here's what it's like. When remember when you were a kid and you would get a a toy and when you got home with, from getting that toy, you would like sit in your room for hours and play with it throughout the night and then you'd forget what time it was and you'd look up and you're like, "Oh shoot. It's like 7 p.m." and you know, or like cuz 7 p.m. was late when you were like 5 years old. But for me, when I was a kid, it was like the secret journal for the girls where it, I think that, that's not the real name of it, but you'd have to like open it with your voice. It was like a voice passcode and then you could write in uh, in like this pen that you can only see under black light 
and it was like the coolest thing for me ever. That's what the, the Blue Yeti microphone is the adult version of that for me. It is everything I've wanted it to be and more. And I, 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 I got it last night. So I was sitting in the family room with my brother. We were watching football. And I was like, Keenan, should I wait? around holidays and get it or should I go ahead and get it for myself I've been working and I have I have like the resources I need to get it and I have the means to like like I have reasonable you know cause to like use it every day and he's like I think you should get it and that's what I did and I could not be happier because I think there's so much more happiness that goes along with like if you wanted something for a really long time and you get it yourself it's it's like a and for me it's like it it gives me a sense of like self improvement almost if it's something like this or like like if okay say you've been looking at a pair of shoes for a really long time and you're like oh I want them do I want them and then you hold out forever and then finally the day comes and you're like I'm just gonna do it for me paying for that thing that I've been wanting for so long myself and using my money that I've worked for and everything it it, it it's a different feeling than if somebody were to give it to me as a gift. Because I, I feel proud of it. Even though I didn't make this Blue Yeti microphone, I'm pr more proud to create and I'm more motivated to create content using it than if somebody were to give me it as a gift. Not saying I don't appreciate the things that people give me as gifts, but do you know what I mean? Um, it has so many different settings and I absolutely geek out over it. I'm still geeking out over it. I'm still learning about it. It has four different switchable patterns. There's stereo, omnidirectional, cardioid i think that's how you say it and bi-directional and they're it's and they're like all have different like like it's it's it basically can personalize to what you want to do with it and you can use it for like vocals and like singing with a group of people or talking with a group of people around the same microphone omnidirectional um like that's like a multi-person podcast. So when I have a guest and it's in person, they can like jump on the same microphone with me and I don't have to worry about audio and stuff like that because it'll be the same because we're both speaking in the same microphone. And then like you like game streaming and like a duet. It's, it's, it's really amazing. You can even do it with a choir. A choir, a full choir of people can use the, the one microphone and it'll sound amazing. I cannot say enough about it. There's like gain and there's mute and there's like different sound. Like I, I, I am, I am, I mean, maybe this is just somebody like so like simple, but like this is the first true amazing microphone that I've had and I'm just really thankful and I'm really excited to use it and I'm really excited to put out content with it and like voiceovers and like it's, it's, it's just something that's I've, I'm so glad to have. And I'm so excited to be able to pr produce content for you guys that's going to be of, in my opinion, the best quality that I can give you sound-wise. So yeah. And this is the first official episode of the revamped, redesigned, and renewed podcast. And I'm so excited to have this microphone with me to do it. And it's just, it, 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 it's, it's all coming together, right? And I'm so beyond excited. And if you were listening to this on like Google Podcasts, which, by the way, I did not know was on this podcast was on it until like the last in the last month. I found that out, and I was like, "Oh, like I was like, is it really though?" And then I I found it, and I was like, I didn't even know that my po my own podcast was on this because like you guys know I've never really done any marketing for any of this stuff. But um, if you are listening to it on Google Podcast, or if even if you aren't and you have an Apple product and you and you have the podcast app and everything, 
please go and do me a solid and give it a lovely rating because you know what they say. If you don't have anything nice to say, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, please, if you could go give this podcast a lovely five stars. I mean, I can't tell you what to do. So like do whatever you want, but yeah, I would really appreciate it. And something to look forward to is I will be releasing my first episode with a guest in the next week. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm looking forward to it. And I am excited for you guys to hear everything. And I'm like, more importantly, I'm excited for you guys to listen in on just this, all this new stuff with the new audio. Like, I, I mean, you'll listen to it in your car or whatever. And you'll be like, whoa, I don't have to turn it up all the way because she's not using her Apple headphones anymore. Yeah, me too. I listened back to the intro and I was like, wow, I've, I've come so far just by plugging in this USB port to my computer and using this microphone. But yeah, first off, I just want to talk to you guys like what I've been up to. Um, I decided not to go to school on campus this fall because of Corona and I am a, have a higher risk of getting the the virus, not the pan. I have a higher risk of getting the pandemic. Okay. Vocabulary, Mackenzie. My gosh. Um, I have, I am at higher risk to contract the virus and have worse, um, side effects, not side effects, but like following if I were to have the virus, the after effects would be worse for me. And so that's one of the main reasons why I chose not to go. And plus, if they're not going to have everything open like usual and it's you're going to be sitting in your dorm all the time and you can't and I like don't want to interact with anybody because I don't want to get sick, I might as well stay at home where I can interact with people that I live with. And I've enjoyed I've enjoyed staying at home for my safety, but also it hasn't been as bad for me as some other people. I know everybody's situation is different, but for me, I'm really thankful that I am able to stay here and get work done and be in a good environment for that. But one of the big differences that I've been talking to my friends who are at school about is like for them at school, the 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 dynamic between their roommates and the dynamic between me and my family who are technically like my roommates is very different because, and I find more so than not, people who are on campus are way more bored than I am at my own house, which I thought would be the opposite, to be honest with you. But for them, I can see why it would be more boring to stay at school than be at home right now, because at school, everybody around you is on the same schedule. You're not going to have anything new to talk about because you're literally all experiencing the same thing. You wake up and you log into your computer for a Zoom class and that's it. Right. But here, I like my mom and dad, my mom will go out and do um, her stuff for her, like whatever. And then my dad will go to work and he comes home with a different story than my mom does. My mom will go and like I can still hang out with like here being safe. If I'm only hanging out with my family, I can hang out with um, like my grandparents and I see them and I can, you know, still see different people that have a way different schedule and way different storyline in their day-to-day -day life than I do. Granted, my brother, Keenan, he is here taking classes online as well. We He moved in and then we moved him out after a week because his school went virtual. But um, he's at a different, he's taking classes for a different university. And so like, and there, he's taking different classes than myself. And so it's something that we have to talk about. And then my other brother, he has like he goes and he works at a golf course and the, there's a lot more diversity in, in terms of what everybody talks about, I find, when people are staying at their house with their family than people who are choosing to go to school and stay there. I mean, no 
obviously no criticism towards the people who are staying at school and because some people I know have really enjoyed it because they like the independence of being at school and not being around their parents and family all the time. Or maybe they're an only child and they get, they would get lonely staying at home and not being able to go out and socialize like they would normally. And so, although, excuse me, they aren't socializing at school, they have roommates there that are like siblings in a way. And that's something that like I think is really interesting and in how everybody's coping with it that way. Another thing though, last month was Suicide Awareness Month. And right now in mental health awareness and right now more than ever, I think it's important to check in on your friends, whether you're rooming with them in a dorm or in an apartment, or you just talk to them every day on Snapchat or you text them or DM them. And I think that's something that can be focused on a little bit more right now because with this isolation and this new, it's not, even though we're like, how many months into this quarantine? Like seven? So let's see, March, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, up to about seven, eight months. It's still important to check in with them, even though the situation's gotten old of like staying inside, not socializing. It's, it's, it's never changing in the fact that it is constantly impacting people mentally and how they view everything. And if they're because some people really are, if you're a true extrovert, some people who are true extroverts really are not being able to handle this situation very well because they they crave human interaction. And then even more so, even if you are an, an introvert, sometimes you, and like, and people who I know who are introverts miss the contrast of knowing that, like, they were making the conscious decision to not be around people. Do you know what I mean? So now it's like a forced isolation in terms of like you have to stay inside and you have to stay away from people to keep yourself safe. And now it's turning away from the choice of, oh, I'd just rather be by myself. It's a control thing of like we're losing control in our ability to socialize or not socialize. Some people aren't. Some people are still choosing to socialize in big groups and that's unfortunate. But Basically, I'm saying this all to emphasize checking in on your friends. It's never too much to do. Just like not even, you don't even have to directly say like, hey, how are you? Are you doing okay? Some I mean, sometimes that's good. But also you can like send them a meme or send them a funny TikTok, something that'll make them laugh. Or like say, hey, I saw this thing on blah, 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 blah. Like let's like talk about it if you know that's something they're interested in. But yeah, check in on your friends. Check in on your friends. So this past week has been very hectic. And if you're a university student, you know that right now you're hitting like, or maybe you're not, but you're hitting the middle of semester and assignments were starting to fly in at you at all directions at full speed. And you're also sitting there and you're just kind of like in the middle of the intersection at a lawn chair. And you're like, you're either panicking or you're sitting there and you're like, I don't even care. I don't even care. But it's also a time to not let yourself get in that slump of the mid-semester. So with that being said, let's be productive and let's avoid some of those bad habits that I know we all have, <laughs> cough, cough, procrastination. So here, I'm going to let you in. Sometimes for me, hearing what other people have been up to motivates me to do better. So here's what I've been up to. I've been very productive this past week because I had deadlines, deadlines upon deadlines upon deadlines. And to be honest, it was very daunting. Like the week before, 
when I was like, oh, shoot, next week I'm going to have everything and the kitchen sink due on Friday. But this past week, I was working on a research project. Turn that in. I was working, working on a video production. Turned that in. And there's something to be said of how good you feel when you wrap all of those things up. But I'm going to be honest with you. Imagine any Disney theme park at high season, and I would use the example of New York City like at New Year's, but that visual just does not fit. But like Disney, my mind this past week and the weeks leading up to last week were very hectic and mad and mad in terms of like crazy because of all these assignments. And there was also like Disney, um, a bunch of circus music playing in the background. And I must say, even though online classes have not been the easiest, being online for the middle of the semester, especially around midterms, has been very helpful because I do not have friends with me to distract me from studying because I know too often when I was on campus, I would be in the library and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to study, read all these like chapters that I need to study back up on and I'm going to rewrite my notes and I'm going to sit in here and I'm not going to leave until the sun goes down and I'm going to retain all of this knowledge. But then a friend would come in and they'd be like, oh my gosh, hey, Mackenzie. And I know myself, I'm a social butterfly like that and I want to know everything about everything that's going on. Like I want to catch up. I love I love listening to people's stories. And so I'm, I would too often get distracted and I'm like, oh my gosh, what have you been up to? What class have you been studying for? Oh my goodness, that class sounds so interesting. Tell me more. And then they'd be like, an hour later talking to me and say, oh my goodness, we should go get food. Let's go get some Subway or Chick-fil-A, whatever. And I'd be like, you know what? That sounds really good. And by that time, like I like probably three hours had passed and I had not gotten a single thing done. So being in like being a little hermit here at my house has helped in terms of studying and and learning also about myself and that now I recognize that me studying in a social situation like the library just isn't the move for me because it's too easy for me to see somebody I know. I could look up, I could be studying and I could just look up from my computer and I see somebody I know and I'm not going to not wave. I wave and I'm like, oh my gosh, hey. And then they come over and then we get to talking. And then who knows, maybe this, the person beside me at the table is like, oh my gosh, I'm in that class too. I love that professor. Right. So now we, we I've learned things about myself in terms of studying, i.e. I need to be alone when I do it. And also, but I also need to have noise, you know, or I need to be in an environment with somebody that is also studying and we don't plan on having a heavy conversation because I know it's like the meme where it's like they put a sign on the person's back and they're like, my name is Heather. I am, I am a, I am a, an extrovert social butterfly. And if you talk to me, I will not finish anything I need to get done. Please just keep walking. <laughs> like I need one of those signs on my back. Because I know myself, I am very bad with long-term deadlines as well. And one of the things that this quarantine has taught me is to set little mini mile markers, if you will, throughout working on a project in order to have a good amount done and continuously build upon that until the due date. I.e., if I get an assignment and it's not due for like three weeks, before quarantine and learning more about myself and my study habits, I would probably wait until the night or two before the assignment was due to begin on the assignment. And most of the time, I got it done and I did a really good job on it and I got a good grade. But like in terms of me like stressing out, you know, and I never really stress out until those two or three nights before. Yeah, and it's just not worth it. So 
I have taught myself to like, okay, if I get an assignment for my improv class, I need to write the script um, the day I get it or write my ideas down the day I get it and then work on the script throughout the week. Like whenever I have like little bits of time, like when I'm watching Netflix at night, I can't just, I can't focus on like a, a, a show unless there's like five subplots in it. And so if I'm watching a, like a boring show, but I also enjoy the show, I'll keep my Google Docs open and I'll type in the script of the assignment. And so like doing little things like that, because I mean, you're never too busy if you're just sitting inside, especially right now. So there's really no excuse unless you have terrible internet connection or you are asleep. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. So I just tried to take my headphones off and adjust them to fit my head a little bit better. And I clocked myself on the jaw. So if I see any of you around, well, no, you won't be able to see the beauty of a mask. You won't be able to see me. Basically, I clocked myself in the chin and it hurts a little bit. Um, It's all right. Anything for the content. I want to get into now the way that society has changed a little bit over these past seven months. This is some serious, these are some serious topics we've been talking about today, but I also think they're interesting. I don't know. You know, up to you if you've listened to this far, I guess. It's okay. But yeah, I think you've probably at this point watched all the TV shows and listened to all the music you can. So welcome to this podcast. You know, that's kind of my mood. But anyways, cancel culture. Let's talk about it. There are good things and bad things about cancel culture. I don't like the name, first off, because in my opinion, I associate cancel with like eliminate, never to return, bound to the depths, never will see the light of day again, and I don't like that. And in a lot of ways, cancel culture embodies its name very well, very well. I think that it is good, though, to hold people accountable for the wrong things that they do and the wrong things that they say. And I know some of you are listening and you're like, what do you mean? It's like, it's a good thing. And like, why should people care about what I say? This is a free country. If you live in America, I don't know that much about freedom of speech rules around the world. But in America, you're like, the you're free to say and have the opinion of whatever you want to, you know, think, you know. And to a point, it's like, yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you want to say. But like, is it okay to say those things? No. Not every, not everything. Come on now. You have the freedom of speech, not the freedom to be an asshole. Or you do have the freedom to be an asshole, but you shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, that's at that point, I feel like you're like kind of abusing the right in a way. You should use it for good, not for bad. But also, there's some things that you do and you say that you don't realize are bad until years or months or weeks down the road. You know, like if you're a lot of people when they're like a teenager will be rude to their parents and they won't realize that they were being rude and how annoying it was that they were acting that way until they have kids of their own, you know? But um, cancel culture is something that I recognized for the first time, like mid-June, July of this year. And it is something that has developed through quarantine for sure, because now more than ever, everybody's digging back through the archives of YouTube and social media and they're finding out things about people that they never would have thought to learn. And they're finding things out about people that those people who said or did those things never thought that anybody would ever see again. But I mean, it's true that everything that's put out on the internet never truly goes away, even if you delete it. People have their ways. People have their ways. And 
one of the first ones that I noticed is people were trying to cancel Jimmy Fallon. And I was confused when I saw that. I was like, oh, is this a joke? And I was like, first of all, what is canceling Jimmy Fallon? Like, what does that even mean? Like, oh, is the show ending? I was like, no, it's not. Like, why, why, would, why would the show be ending? It's like one of the most watched late night shows in America. And then I clicked on it and I learned that they were trying to cancel Jimmy Fallon for doing blackface about 10 or more, that's like 10 or, I think more than 10 years ago on SNL. And yes, blackface is bad. I think even if you're like, you're like, but we can do whatever we want. Okay, come on now. Like, come, you know what blackface is associated with, right? Right. I, I don't even have to explain it. And I think that it is important for people to hold him accountable and be like, yo, you realize this was wrong, right? And now he's like, yes, I, he's apologized for it. He's like, I, I, will, I, I would never do that now. I would never say anything bad now of not, I don't know if he's ever said anything bad, but like, he's like, he's apologized for it and everything. And people were still trying to be like, nope, that's it. You're over. And I don't think that's okay. Because during the time of when he did that, I mean, when he did blackface on SNL, he also was not the only one that was in charge of deciding to do that on live TV. There were makeup artists, there were directors, there were producers, there were writers. You know, there's a whole crew of people behind that decision. And so if you're going to ca cancel Jimmy, he's just the face of the of the product of that idea, you know? He's the, he's he's literally like the he was the he's the front man of a whole group of people who consciously made that decision. And even more so, at the time, there were African-American cast members who, like, and other people in the crew, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet, that could have said something, and maybe they did, but it also wasn't taken as seriously back then as it is now. And I think that if you're going to call somebody out and you're going to try and cancel them, can't first of all call out the whole crew you know but also you shouldn't hold people hostage to actions and words that they said so far ago you know if they apologize for it and it's genuine i think even if you don't know if it's genuine if they apologize give them a little you know wiggle room you know and be like okay he's apologized you realized it's wrong but if they do it again and after they've apologized and they've said they know it's wrong, then I'd maybe consider them, you know, bounce of the dips or whatever you want to say. But I think there is something to be said for you can hold somebody accountable, but you should never hold them hostage to who they used to be and what they used to act like. How would you like it if some of your like past, think about the worst mistake you've ever made. Think about one of the meanest things you've ever done to somebody. How would you like it if somebody brought that back up blasted you on social media you went viral for that one for that one thing that one moment in your life and decided to base your whole entire character on that one thing would you be liked would you be canceled i know i would probably be canceled even if it wasn't something that you've ever done think about the worst thing you've ever thought about if you were to say that out loud and then people heard and found out about it retweeted it a bunch of times, got you trending, you're on all the news networks, you're the main headline for that situation, would you be canceled? Probably. Would you be fired from your job? Probably if they were to hold you hostage to that part of yourself and not let you grow. People are not who they used to be. You're not the same person that you probably were at the beginning of quarantine. 
you're going to tell me you didn't like watch a TV show, like for instance, Riverdale and say, oh, I really like Cheryl Blossom's red lip. I'm going to try wearing a red lip at least once a week. You know, like you're going to tell me that you never picked up on somebody else's mannerisms or slang and then you start using it for yourself and you've changed. Come on, we've all, we, we change every day. We're evolving creatures. And there's also things that change year to year in terms of what's okay and what's not okay. Another example, Jared Leto played a transgender role in a movie about, I want to say like, like maybe like five or six years ago. Would that be okay today? I don't know. I, can, I don't think I can speak on that because I am not of the transgender community. But I think there like is something to be said, again, for do you appreciate how he treated that role with respect and how he was not mocking anybody when he was playing that role? Or do you decide to judge him for it because how dare he go after a role that involves him being somebody that he's not? Newsflash, anybody that's ever played in a role of a movie unless they're playing themselves, is playing an identity that is not their own. But to an extent, I agree there, you should never have an, a white man playing a black man and doing blackface or even playing that role if they're not African-American. But with the transgender situation, at the time, there were not trans, like that was before people were really starting to become comfortable and feeling welcome in, in general because of their orientation and their sexual identity, what have you. And so were there really actors in Hollywood who could who were transgender who could also like who also had the talent to portray the character? I don't know. But I mean, I feel like if there were then they would have been casted over Jared Leto. But cancel culture is something that I think needs to develop a little bit more in the sense of being a little bit more relaxed and not holding people captive to who they once were, but holding people accountable and allowing for them to say, hey, I realize it was bad, but look where I am now. I would never do such a thing. And even now, if people say something that's wrong, knowing that like today we know there's so many things like you should never say the N-word, you should never do blackface, you should never culturally appropriate some uh, like a culture and somebody else's culture. And you know, you should respect other people even if somebody did something now, instead of being like pointing fingers automatically and being like, go away and never come back, you did something so wrong, I think people should point it out and be like, hey, like that's not okay, right? And if they're like, what do you mean it's not okay? Explain it to them. Because not everybody is of the same level of education and knowing what is right and what is wrong. There's some people alive today that were alive when segregation was very much prevalent. And I think it's important for them to if they say something wrong, maybe they like they don't realize that it's wrong because that's the way they grew up their whole life. And even if they did think it was wrong, that was how things always were, which I know is like a very crass excuse or whatever. But try educating people. You know, I think that's the base in, in having everybody come together in the end is not holding people hostage to who they once were and educating them on why what they're doing, what they're saying is wrong, even if they have the freedom to do and say those things, why it's not okay to, like, I guess, abuse that right of freedom of speech, you know? Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening in. That concludes this week of the podcast. Before you go away, don't click out. 
I know as soon as I said that's it for this week, you were like, okay, time to close the app. Okay, not, not yet, okay? Okay, okay. Like I said at the beginning, if you're not registered to vote, please go register to vote. www.vote.org www.vote.org Please register to vote. Educate yourself. Go to the polls. Following, if you could please give this podcast a lovely rating, I would very much appreciate it. I have enjoyed talking to you guys so much and I can't wait to talk with you guys again. I know this week was like kind of some heavy topics and I promise the next one's going to be a little bit more fun and upbeat, but yeah, you know, we go with the flow and today it's what I was feeling, you know, but yeah, I'm so glad and I'm so excited for the relaunch of the podcast and I hope you guys have enjoyed talking today. Can't wait to talk with you again this week. Um, I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm right now I'm in this moment right now, as I'm talking to you, I am deciding to upload twice a week instead of once a week. We'll see how long that lasts. But regardless, at least once a week, I'm going to try two times a week. Because I got a lot to say. You know, we got a lot to talk about. It's all uh, every day. Every day, something new, something new, something new. Every day, something new is happening. And I want to talk about it with you guys all the time. Plus, I'm obsessed with this audio. Have I said that enough? Okay. I love you all so much. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye.